Hello there, and welcome back to Just Chatting. My name is Mbok Garden, and I'm your host on this very special one-time episode of 2020 Special Edition. I just wanted to do a little bit of a special podcast for you guys. It's been such a long time. Just wanted to check in and say I hope you're all doing fantastic and Happy New Year. I know 2020 was a little bit rough on all of us and, you know, I hope everyone has been doing well. It's been a crazy whirlwind of a year and I apologize for not putting out any podcasts over the last bit. I'm hoping that in 2020 I'll be able to do some podcasts, maybe once a month. We'll see. Hopefully this will be kind of the revamp of the Just Chatting with Mock Garden podcast. We will see what happens. But for now, I just wanted to pop in and say hey and catch you guys up a bit on what I've been doing for the year and do a little bit of a special five top games of 2020. We all played so many games in 2020 and I felt like it was an important time to kind of reflect back on everything awesome that I did this year. And even though, you know, you can look on the downside and be like, this year was crazy and it sucked and COVID and blah, blah, blah. Uh, It gave me a lot of time to play a lot of games and spend a lot of time with my Twitch community and Twitch friends. And that was such a blessing. And I really did, you know, it's super silver lining of everything, but it was such wonderful time to be able to hang out and uh, be with you guys online. So thank you for those of you that have, you know, stuck with me throughout the year. And those of you that have been anticipating another podcast episode, you guys are the best. And I'm so grateful for all of you. This last year, if you don't know, I have moved to Australia and it's been pretty crazy. It's been a whirlwind of a year, to say the least. I moved here mid-January and didn't have a house for the first month and kind of Airbnb hopped and Fox Mason let me stay at his place for a little bit. Thank you so much, Fox. If you ever listen to this, you're a star and I appreciate that so freaking much. And for a while, I actually spent two weeks doing something called woofing, which is basically you volunteer your time and somebody on a farm will let you live with them. So I ended up doing some horsework on a farm where I was feeding the horses in the morning and again in the afternoon. I was riding them a little bit to help keep them active and trained and uh, it was awesome. I lived with a really, really sweet Aussie lady named Jane and she like took me out for dinners and like introduced me to all of her friends and it was it was just such a lovely experience for when I first got here. So that was amazing. Once I finished up with that, I got an apartment and that was about mid-February and I started streaming once I got internet good enough to stream and that's really mostly all I've been doing ever since. My state in Australia had some pretty bad COVID cases for quite a while, so we were basically locked down for 10 months straight, so I really wish I had some awesome Australian stories to tell you guys and catch you up on, but for the most part, I've just been full-time streaming and doing a little bit of traveling when I was allowed to uh, before everything kind of got bad and we were in super-duper lockdown for four, three months, something like that. And yeah, so 
It took me 10 months to see a kangaroo of living here. So finally did that. Kangaroos are real confirmed. Throughout the time, I kept saying that kangaroos are a tourist trap that, you know, because Australia is so far, nobody would ever come here if they didn't make up a, a mythical animal for people to come see. But I finally did see many kangaroos and they are real. So don't worry about that. If you come to Australia, have no fear. They will hopefully be here for when you're here. Um, and I've seen a koala and I've seen all this awesome Australian wildlife. But I really think the highlight of my year so far has just been meeting a bunch of new Australian people and being on a different time schedule was really hard at first because I lost so many friends. But now, you know, I've, I've met so many new amazing people and I'm so, so grateful to have them in my life. And I really look forward to when COVID cases kind of go down so that I can meet a whole bunch of them in the future. Hopefully, knock on wood. I don't have a wooden desk, but it'll have to do. But really, the reason I wanted to record a new podcast episode was in order to talk to you guys a bit about my favorite games of 2020. Happy New Year to all of you guys, by the way. It is now officially 2021 everywhere in the world. So I hope we all have a kick-ass 2021. Let's make the best of it and, you know, just have an awesome year. Hell yeah. Let's go. Without further ado, here is my top five games of 2020. Please feel free to tweet me or comment on an Instagram post and let me know if you agree or disagree with any of my games. I personally loved all of these and they kind of kept me sane throughout all of lockdown. And it was just, I had such a blast with them. So let me know what you guys think and enjoy. This year, I think we can all agree that we have played so many games with us being stuck inside for so long. And so I thought it would just be an awesome opportunity to go through my five favorite games of 2020. I have some interesting games here for you guys. Um, my list might be a little bit different than some other people's, but there are some games that I really thought were absolutely fantastic and I really enjoyed playing throughout the year. Some of them had me hooked so much, and I really, really enjoyed them. So it might be a little bit different than your list, but please feel free to let me know down below in the comments what your top fives of 2020 are, because I'm definitely very curious. A lot of my games have a little bit of argumentative thoughts in them, <laughs> you might say. So I'm very curious to see what you guys think and if you agree with me or not. My number five game of 2020 is a bit of an odd choice, but uh, it is Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia, I just saw randomly from somebody's tweet, and I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. I, I quite like spooky games. Why not? I'll give that a go. And I started playing it, and oh my gosh, I was hooked. It is uh, not necessarily a story game. It actually is multiplayer or you can play by yourself. You can have up to four people in it. And basically you are ghost hunters. You go into a haunted house or a haunted school, haunted prison now, and you have to just dispel the ghosts. And <laughs> well, not dispel them. You have to find the ghosts. Pardon me. 
And so you go around with your little gadgets and the ghosts try to try to kill you basically and you need to try to figure out what ghost it is. There's not really any story to it per se, but the graphics are very endearing. They are very interesting. Everyone kind of laughs because they do these funny twerk things and you can like put your body into the wall and it's really, it's part of the charm. Um, if you're looking for a great graphic game, I would not say that this is the ideal game for you, but it is definitely a lot of fun and I have had so much fun with it. The sound design in this game is so good. There's no music in it, but the sounds like there's weird whispers that go from ear to ear that scare the crap out of you. The lighting is so minimal. You have a flashlight that you need to get around with and it just, it's really spooky and really, really fun with friends. It kind of scratched that itch that you need, you know, when you're stuck in quarantine to play with some of your friends. It's pretty great. You can get a lot of hours out of this game. It's pretty cheap for the amount that you can get out of it. So I already have 60.7 hours in Phasmophobia. That is a lot of hours. It didn't come out that long ago. And it is $15.49 in Canadian dollars, which is 60 hours for 15 bucks. Pretty incredible. It was first made. I've heard it was first made by either one guy or two guys. But that's either way, an insanely small team. And it just blew up on Twitch. And it's it's been a blast. I highly recommend taking a look at it if you haven't done so yet. My fourth favorite game of 2020 is Animal Crossing New Horizons. This game came out at such an amazing time. Like they couldn't have timed this better. It kind of came out right after quarantine and lockdown was implemented in a lot of places. And I think it was so nice for people to have something to look forward to every day. There's a lot of daily tasks that you can do in Animal Crossing, and I think people really needed that sort of repetition and schedule in their life, I think was very helpful for so many people at this time. If you guys somehow don't know Animal Crossing, basically, you have a little island, you need to save up bells, which is your currency, you have a little house and cute little animal villagers that you can talk to, and you just basically want to make the island the coolest thing you can have. They implemented swimming now, which is pretty awesome. So you can actually go swimming in the ocean on your island. And there's just tons to do. Like I've played hours and hours and hours of Animal Crossing. And it's really fun. You can go visit other people's islands and say hey to your friends that you might not get to say hey to in person. You can do little emotes and stuff. And you can even play the turnip market, which is kind of equivalent to stocks, which is quite cool. And we've had a lot of fun with that. Like, oh, what are your stocks today? Like, can I come sell my turnips on your island? And so it was, it really kept me interested. And even after all these months of it being out, I still find myself going back to it and still fueling that addiction. And they're still putting out seasonal updates and uh, fun things like for Christmas, they called it Toy Day. And they just had fun things that you can do on there. It does not have a story, but it can go on forever and ever and ever. Like Animal Crossing can take ages if you let it. My number three game, and this is the one that I think people might give me a little bit of heck for, is Last of Us 2. So I went into Last of Us not absolutely loving Last of Us 1. I liked it. I enjoyed it. But I personally didn't see all of the hype. You know, I thought it was a good game. Absolutely. 
But so I went into Last of Us 2 not really having any high expectations. And it really blew me away. I really loved the decisions that they made in terms of playing different people. Spoiler alert. I'm sure you know this by now, but you don't really play as Ellie for the whole game. So that's pretty awesome. I thought it was really cool, you know, seeing different sides of a revenge story and just playing as somebody different because it really makes you think like just about some of the decisions you've made in your life and all that kind of stuff. And yes, it is uncomfortable. And yes, there's a lot of very awful moments in that game. And that's what I think is amazing about it. It makes you feel and it makes you feel grief and it makes you feel sadness, but also happiness. And you want the revenge for one side, but then you also want the revenge for the other side. And it really brings an awesome story that you don't get in any other game. No other game I can think of has done that. And so I absolutely loved it. The characters, you love to hate them. They're, they're just, they're something, that's for sure. <laughs> and I think they made, made them very human, you know? In a zombie apocalypse, people aren't going to be nice all the time, and they're not going to be caring and loving. And it's a zombie apocalypse is a, a real rough world. It just makes sense to me that all of these horrible, crazy things are happening and the characters are, are very relatable because they are just human. The graphics in this game are amazing. There are so many beautiful scenes that just take your breath away. And there was at one point near the end where I just wanted to go and sit and watch the sunset. The sound design and the music in Last of Us 2 is unbelievable. It is so beautiful. And I absolutely loved it. Like they really spent a lot of love and care on this game and really, really tried hard for it. The story, as I said, is definitely it's not all sunshine and rainbows and love. There is some love in it and there are there is some sunshine, but uh, it's hard and it makes you feel a lot. And that's that's what I loved about the game. The game takes about 27 hours, and that is quite a long time for a story game like this. It really brings you in and you get really, really into the story. And I was very, very happy with the length of Last of Us 2. Uh, it is longer if you want to complete a lot of the little extra things that they put in for you as well. But I just kind of did a playthrough uh, straight through, and I was very, very pleased with that. My number two favorite game is one that is not as big. You might not have actually heard of it, but it definitely deserves some recognition. And that is Spiritfarer. Spiritfarer is a little game that didn't really get that big from what I saw, but that game is amazing. I loved every second of Spiritfarer. It's, again, not all happy. It's a bit melancholic. It's... um that's the word. It's beautiful. The music in it is fantastic. I was finding myself singing it while I was cooking dinner, while I was in the shower. After streaming, I would just kind of like be humming it to myself. It is so nice. And I would find myself just kind of sitting there. I think there's actually one moment on stream where I just shut my eyes and was like, guys, just listen to this. It's beautiful. Basically, if you don't know the story about Spiritfarer, you are somebody that is helping some spirits finish off their lives and basically accept death and move on. And death is definitely a very tough subject. It's, it's hard, but it is a fact of life. And that's why I think I really, really loved this game is 
it didn't show death in a scary or sad manner. It showed multiple people's kind of lives and end of lives and how they've accepted to move on and how you help them do that and how you befriend them and have these really, really lovely last moments. I've heard it referred to kind of like a warm, sad hug, and I thought that was such a perfect description for it. it kind of made me feel less scared about death because I think everyone fears death, at least to some extent. And this game just presented it in such a beautiful way that makes you feel okay about it, which is, it, it's hard to do that. You know, it's hard to kind of get over our fears. So it was beautiful. The characters, you love some of them, you dislike some of them, but it's their flaws. You know, everybody has flaws and you get to accept that and help them move on and accept those flaws as well, which is so beautiful. The graphics are beautiful. I'm not sure if it's all hand-painted, but I believe it might have been. They're stunning, and I loved them, loved them. The gameplay is basically you have a little ship, and you go around, and you kind of do all these side quests or main quests if you want, and collect things and get new skills to be able to go to different areas on the map and find new people to bring on your ship and you can upgrade your ship and you can have cows and you can have sheep. It's just, it's amazing. You can have a whole farm on your ship and it's up to you how big you want to make that and how much effort you want to put into it. I finished my playthrough off at 30.7 hours, which I could have continued playing if I had wanted to, but I felt really satisfied with the story then, so I decided to finish it. I highly recommend checking out Spirit Fair if you haven't yet. It's I have no words. It's a beautiful experience and it's not just a game. That's how I felt. It was a whole story and it really brought me into it and made me feel a lot of emotions. And I cried, I believe twice in it, which I don't often cry in games, but it was just so beautiful. And last, but of course not least, is a game that also got quite a lot of black Maybe a lot of people arguing over whether they think it was good or not. And that is the Final Fantasy VII Remake. I absolutely loved the Final Fantasy VII Remake. And I need to mention, I didn't love the original Final Fantasy VII. So I went into this with a very clear mind and not really expecting anything great. I'm not one of those people that has a lot of memories of Final Fantasy VII. So I was going to like it no matter what. I went in being like, oh, whatever, it's a remake, like, that's fine, it'll be kind of neat, I guess. And I was blown away with how much I enjoyed it. The characters, they're goofy in spots that they need to be goofy. They're serious in spots when they need to be serious. They actually have a lot of character progression where you can see the characters growing and becoming better people throughout the game. And this is only part one, so... <laughs> I hope part two is good as well. I, I loved the characters, you know. Aerith is beautiful. Tifa is a babe. <laughs> Barrett is, his sense of humor is amazing. And they did such a good job building their personalities. And I absolutely loved that. The graphics in Final Fantasy VII Remake are amazing. Just beautiful. Like, that's really all I can say about it. They did such a good job. The sound design and the music is fantastic. They brought a lot of the songs back from the original. And there were a lot of really cool remixes of them as well in the game. 
the cool thing about the sound in this game is you can actually buy CDs and little mini clips of music from the past games and past Final Fantasies. And you can play them on the jukebox and kind of jam it to those. And it's like a trip down memory lane. It's so cool. And I love that they did that. The story in this, of course, is taken from Final Fantasy VII. They've added a lot to it to make the first part longer, to make it kind of its own game in itself. I loved that. I think there was a lot of people that wanted them to just stick to the story, but I loved all the additions of everything they did. I loved when Cloud wears a dress, you know, that was going to be a little bit, I was nervous for that, but I think they handled that really well. And I'm glad that they actually kept that in. I thought they ended at a really good time in the game. And I absolutely can't wait until I get to the next one. The game takes anywhere from 34 to 45 hours. The completionist apparently takes 84, which holy smokes, that's a lot of hours. So if you want to put in a lot of time, you definitely could. I didn't do a lot of the extra stuff and I was so pleased with the length of my playthrough. And I definitely didn't feel like anything was missing because they were separated into different parts. So I absolutely loved Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I'm sorry if you didn't enjoy it. I would recommend giving it another go, possibly. I'm very sorry if you were maybe let down because it wasn't similar enough to the first game, but I, I loved it. And I remember playing through it and being like, this game is so silly. And there was one moment where I, it was just such a beautiful moment. And I felt so much emotion with the characters and it was very serious and very beautiful. And I just said, this is my game of the year. Like, I just knew it. And yeah, it's a fantastic game. Thank you very much for listening and watching my top five games of 2020. Happy New Year. I hope you all have a fantastic 2021 and I hope everything is really good for you. Feel free to join our Discord, which is just Mount Garden. And feel free to follow any of my social medias. Everything is Mop Garden. Thank you so very much for listening. And like I said, please feel free to tweet me and let me know what you guys think about my favorite games of 2020. If you guys want to come hang out with us live, you can check out my Twitch page at twitch.tv slash mopgarden. Please feel free to follow my socials. Everything is just at mopgarden. Easy peasy. I'm really hoping that I can get these back up again and running uh, soon. I might have to do it kind of like a monthly thing, but if you guys don't know yet, I will be going back to school early February in order so that I can stay in Australia for a little bit longer. And I'm looking forward to that. I'll be studying early childhood education, so I have no clue how much of my time the course is going to take up. I don't really know the format or anything of it yet. And so I might be kind of reworking my live stream a little bit on Twitch and trying to see like good ways to manage my time. So I might have more time for podcast recording. We'll see what's up. So please make sure that you are subscribed. You can listen to the podcast on any of the major podcast networks. We're on there. You can also check us out at thegeekgeneration.com. Just chatting is a part of the Geek Generation Network. So feel free to check out all the awesome podcasts there as well. Thank you so, so very much for listening. I hope you all have a freaking fantastic 2021. I look forward to chatting with you guys a little bit later. And thank you so much for tuning in. Again, feel free to let me know what you guys think about my choices. Go kick some 2021 ass and I'll see you guys around. Take care.